voice and begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Shabadikabaroski Batalia. Bible says, watch and pray. He said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. He said, watch and pray. That you'll be counted worthy to escape all these things. Watch and pray. Lift up your voice. Watch and pray. One of the things that will make us ready for the rapture is to watch and pray. Shabali Kabrandaski Bantelebe, Metebrandaska Pandalabaya, Yabantelebe Kabandurabaya. Say, Lord, help me to be ever ready. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Lord, help me to be ever ready. 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 Lord, help me to be ever ready. Lebranosha Deleven. The five wise virgins were ready. The five foolish virgins were not ready. Lord, help me to be ever ready. Makadi we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, empower and strengthen us as we prepare for your coming, which will be any time, because all the signs are evident. And I pray, O Lord, today that you grant us a hearing ear, an understanding heart, a heart to comprehend what you have for us today that your name will be glorified in our lives bless your word let your word be a blessing unto us in the blessed and mighty name of jesus christ holy spirit we arrest every spirit that is contrary to your authority in the name of jesus the spirit of tiredness the spirit of doubt the spirit of disbelief the spirit of antichrist in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the spirit of sleep, in the name of Jesus, we arrest all of them and we cast them into the abyss and we decree and declare, let your name be glorified in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout me a believing amen. clap unto the Lord how many of you were here for the international service so beautiful and awesome let's celebrate Jesus let's celebrate Jesus for what he did for us on Sunday hallelujah so powerful there were two countries that we didn't mention and so I have to mention them because they were part hallelujah they are part of the ministry 
One is Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Papua New Guinea. And then the other one is Tanzania. Yeah. We, we, we forgot them, but we know that they have forgiven us. Amen. So right after service, we were notified. And I said, I will mention it. We won't wait till next year. We will mention it before. And Sunday, we will put their flags on. So please remember. Papua New Guinea and then Tanzania, we will celebrate them specially because they are the baby last of the descriptions. Hallelujah. All right. How many of us are ready for the word? Amen. And we have been in a state of preparing to meet our God. And today I'm going to talk about a topic. I've preached a part of it here some time ago, but I'm going to go into details. I will start today. Probably I'll finish on Sunday or probably even next week, Wednesday. I'm talking about the rapture of the church. Yeah, because it is a topic that many people don't know. Meanwhile, that is what is about to happen. That is the next thing that is about to happen. So we must understand what the rapture is, when it is, what is going to happen, and then what will be afterwards. Is it not powerful? Yeah. Bible says that, Paul said that I don't want you to be ignorant. You see, one the trust one of the trusted powers of the enemy is your ignorance. Your enemy's authority over you is your ignorance. The day you break loose of your ignorance, his authority over you is over. You see, the day you come to know what he knows you don't know, his captivity, his authority over you is over. So it is important that everything that the Bible has said, many people run away from it because it is a very detailed that you something that you need to really understand in order to disseminate it. Especially as we are going and we are on live like that, you must be sure everything so that people will be blessed by it. So uh, taking time to read and to pray and to receive rima from God and revelation from God and I believe that you and I will be blessed. I mean, when I was studying, I was tremendously blessed. So we will be talking about the rapture of the church. Let's read First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 13 to 18 quickly. And then I will explain based on the historical background of um, where Jesus comes from. So that I will relate it to the church and then we will understand. I'm not going to, I don't believe that I will shout. I don't know. But (laughs) because I really want to take time, we need to understand it. Now, but I don't want you to be ignorant. You see how Paul started it? So what Paul was going to talk about was very detailed. So he said that I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are already asleep. And he was talking about those that have already died ahead of us that You sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. You see? So when a believer transits, when a believer goes into glory, we only sorrow because they will not be here with us physically. But we know we will meet them again. You see? And we know that apart from the fact that we'll meet them again, the beauty of it is that they are in a better place than we are. Isn't it not powerful? You see? And then he said that, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Everybody that once upon a time tasted death and went to be with the Lord and then somewhere, somehow they came back to life. They were angry that they came back. Yeah, I've read stories of that. And if you want to know more stories about heaven and hell, 
I will recommend this website. It is called Spirit Lessons. SpiritLessons.com. So you go there, you can read many encounters. SpiritLessons.com. Hallelujah. Now you read about people that have had um, um, encounters with heaven, encounters with hell, you know, supernatural encounters. You'll be amazed. And I will encourage that you sometimes along the line, you read or you go there and then you listen. You will hear people with names that people saw them in hell and then you can listen to all that hallelujah so i'm talking about the rapture of the church and then he says that so that you don't sorrow even as those which have no hope and then verse 14 says that for if we believe that jesus died and rose again look at it very well if we believe that jesus died and rose again even so them which also are asleep in jesus will god bring with him you see he'll bring with him Verse 15 says that, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, not from postulation or from our own, no, it is by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Now go continue with me. Verse, he said that, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And verse 18 finally said that wherefore comfort one another with these words. So what we are going to learn, when we mention the rapture, it shouldn't scare you. It should bring you comfort. Did you get it? He said, wherefore, by this, comfort each other. So when we think about the rapture, when we think about what is just about to happen, we must be comforted that we'll be taken away from the, tr from the troubles of this world. We'll be take and I, I'm happy that my youth is here because I want you to listen very well so that you can be able to explain it because this is something that is going to happen very, very, very soon. Unfortunately, we don't know, but we don't know when, but we have seen the signs with all the preceding teachings. I've spoken about the fact that all the signs have happened. Hallelujah. Now, there are two things that signify that the rapture is at hand. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4. Two significant things that talk, in fact, when you read from Daniel chapter 12 from verse number 1, but for the sake of my time, I'm picking only verse number 12. I mean verse number 4. He said, but thou, O Daniel, Daniel saw many things about the end time which he was even confused about. He asked the Lord, he said, Lord, what is the meaning of this? And the Lord said, Daniel. He said, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Because it is not for now. Even to the time of the end. And then he was saying that two things that will happen when, the, when Jesus is about to come or the trumpet is about to sound and the rapture is about to happen is that many shall run to and fro. Number one. And number two, knowledge shall be increased. Now, many shall run to and fro talks about the quickness of life. You see, how life will become a quick, it's like people don't have time for anything. Do you understand it? It's like, it is a to-go life. 
drive through life. Everything is drived. Everything, the world is moving at a fast rate. That is what Daniel meant when he said that. He said, and in the ending of the end, many shall run to and fro. People are traveling. Now, in, before, before, when people were traveling, they were going by um, camels and horseback. And then they were sometimes on foot and maybe on boat and all that. Now, today, somebody can travel and within an hour is back from a very far away place. Or within a couple of, you know, hours, within a couple of days, something that can take about a month or more. You see, there is to and fro. Now, the world, we call it a global village. A global village means that we can know everything happening at everywhere per time. Do you understand that? Now, so that is the to and fro. And then number two, he says that knowledge shall increase. There are many things that are happening now which before were never happening and which as the day go by, it is increasing. Now we have AI, artificial intelligence in everything that is happening. Many, time, many things that are happening are not even controlled by human beings again. Now, there is, um, recently I saw a flying motorbike. Yes, and they are producing only 600. It is being produced by a company in Japan. A flying motorbike, only 600. No more. (laughs) Many, many things, amazing things. Hallelujah. Now, they have created, they have created human. The only thing that they have, human beings have not been able to create is blood. That is the only thing, blood. Because blood is life and you can't do it. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what human beings do. Nobody can ever create blood because blood is life. Then it means that nobody can die. Praise the name of Jesus. But every other thing. So these are indicators of the fact that we are in the end of the end. Hallelujah. Now when I talk of we are in the end of the end, I'm talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus. Now please listen very well. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ will be preceded by the rapture. Of course, a couple of days ago, I told you that there are people who think that the rapture will happen after the tribulation has come upon the earth. We call them the post-tribulationists. I don't support that because it is not biblically correct. Now, there are those also who believe or we call them the mid-tribulationists. They say that after, you know, the tribulation, the, um, the, after the, the rapture and the tribulation should be, the great tribulation should be a period of seven years. Now, the first three and a half years is going to be like a peace treaty where there's, now we have the spirit of the Antichrist. We don't have the person of the Antichrist. We have the spirit of the Antichrist operating. So the spirit of the Antichrist can jump on somebody. The person begins to say that there is no Christ. The person begins to preach certain things. Antichrist. But when the first three and a half years after the church has been taken, there will be the negotiation of peace and all that. And then the person of the Antichrist will be revealed. And then those that believe in the mid-tribulationists say that then around that time, the church will be raptured. But I mean, when you read through the scriptures and then you talk about, Bible talks about, I'm not going to go into all those things because they are theological and I don't want anybody to be confused here. But what is necessary is what I'm going to present to us. Hallelujah. Now, we have what we call the time of Jacob's trouble, not the time of the church's trouble. 
You see, the time of Jacob's trouble and the time of Jacob's trouble is what is referred to as the great tribulation. Now, it started from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 26. It was even mentioned over there. You know, and um, in the course of time, I will explain many other things. Now, in order for us to understand the rapture and then how it is going to happen and what will happen, we need to understand all the things that Jesus said. You see, but we have to understand it from a cultural perspective. So please listen very well. In the Jewish culture, by the way, I told you that there are, there are two reasons why the Lord didn't tell us the time, right? Now, the first reason why the Lord didn't tell us the time is because he wants us to relate with him on relationship basis, not on transactional basis, so that you don't come to the Lord when you know that it is time. So, Lord, I have been all over in the world. Now, it is time for your coming. I know that you said you are coming on 29th of um, April, 2023. So, 28, 12 a.m., I am here. No, he doesn't want that. He wants us to relate with him. That is why, that is number one. The number one reason why he did not tell us the time. When you read Matthew chapter 24 and verse 42, he said, and of the time and the hour, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Okay? Now, the second reason why the Lord did not tell us is based on a cultural background. And please listen very well. In the Jewish culture, Bible times, and which I believe now, of course, with technology and with advancement of knowledge and many things, many things have changed. But you see, Jesus many times preached based on the certain so that the people will understand it. Now, in Bible times, this was how marriage was consummated. Marriage was actually agreed upon between the, the, the groom and the bride's fathers, not their parents. So, I have a daughter, you have a son, and then me and you, the fathers, we agree, you see, and then we, we agree that our children will marry. Sometimes it is even done whilst they are babies. Now, in those days, marriage was not necessarily for love. It was for the mutual benefit of the families. So, if they agreed, many times, even the, 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 the couple don't have a say in it. Your father says that you are marrying this one. Your mother, your, your father says that you are marrying this man. Your, your father also says that you are marrying this woman. That is it. You see? Now, so this is what they would do. It always started with um, what they call the betrothment. The betrothment was like an engagement. Listen to the background very well. Because when you understand the background, you will know why. The, um, why Jesus referred to the church as the bride. Now, so we have the betrothment, which was like an engagement. So, in the betrothment, the groom, the man, his father, who paid the bride price. Now, the bride price was paid to the bride's father. Okay? Now, the essence of the bride price, and then they, call, they called it the moha. M-O-H-A-R. The moha. Now, the essence of the moha was to buy the woman from her background. Now, listen very well. It was to buy her from who she was so that she would literally now be part of the man's family. Are you getting it? We are getting somewhere. So, the moha was paid by the father of the groom, not by the groom, to the father of the bride. That she is now ours. 
but she will remain with you until she is at a marriage age. You see? <laughs> now, number two, when the moha has been paid, then the groom, as the groom is growing up, the groom will also pay. It's not even a payment. Will give a gift. That is actually the, 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 the statement. The, the groom must also give a special costly gift to the bride, which the bride will bring into the marriage. Now, that powerful gift was called, they called it the matan, M-A-T-T-A-N. So, here, the father will pay the moha, which is the bride price, to essentially buy, redeem the woman from her background. And then, the groom, as he also grows up, will also give a gift to the bride, which is called the, which is called the matan. And it is a precious commodity which the woman must also bring along into the marriage. Now, when that is said and done, they will now begin to prepare for the marriage. But of course, that is at when the two of them are at a marriage stage. Now listen very well. When the groom gets to marriage age, then his father will now let him come home and then prepare a place within his palace called the bridal chamber. Because when they go to bring the bride, they must first of all come into the father's house and stay there. Because remember, the father had already paid the price. Now, so when they come in, then there will be a ritual cleansing and then there will also be a marriage feast. And usually the marriage feast must last for a minimum of seven days. Are you getting it? Now, so when they are coming, now please listen very well. The groom will not be able to say that it is time. It is the father's responsibility to tell the, the groom that, let us now go for your bride. By the father observing and seeing and realizing that the bridal chamber was now ready. So it wasn't the groom that decided that it is time to go. It was the father of the groom. You see? And usually the preparation could take a year and more. It could take, it was traditionally like a year and more. When the man, when the groom was now ready to marry, then the bride, I mean the, the, the groom's father will now tell him that it is time to go. And listen, by the time you'll be telling the groom that it is time to go, the bride doesn't know that they are coming. Okay? But then, they will send signals. So, the, 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 the bride must always be ready. You see, the moment the man arrives at a marriage age, and the, the, the young lady also arrives at a marriage age, now, the, 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 the bride's father knows that at any point in time, the groom can come and take you. Because they've already paid the price. You are only here as a stranger, as a pilgrim. Even though you were from here, you are not from here again. Because payment has already been made. And it is just a matter of time. And then he will come back. So at every point in time, once the two of them arrive at marriage age, it is not needed again that somebody will tell her that prepare. She is ever ready prepared. Are you getting it? It's like a lady who is expecting a baby. Now they tell you, they tell them that, okay, um, you, 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 within this time, you are going to deliver. 
they have everything inside their car. Because the moment your water breaks, whether your husband is there or not, is that true? Whether, it doesn't matter whether you are at the grocery store or not. So they are ready, prepared. Everything is behind their car. The moment they hear ping, they are off. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, so it was, it was the responsibility of the father to tell the groom, the young man, that it is now time. Let us go and then bring your wife. Do you get it? Now, when they go and then they, bring the, the, they are going to bring the bride, these things happen. The first thing that happened is that they send signals. Okay? As for the time, the, 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 the bride doesn't know. Even the groom doesn't know. It is the father who will now tell the groom that it is time. Let's go. But then they will send signals ahead of them. And then on that very day, that very day that they are going for the groom, I mean they are going for the bride, these things happen. Now, there is shouting and the sound of a trumpet. Yeah. There is the shouting and the sound of a trumpet. And now they will go and then they will receive the bride. They will bring the bride into the groom's father's palace where they have prepared for. And then when they come, there's going to be a major party in. This is what the rapture is about. Yeah. And do you know that everything that I talked about, it is not a story. That is the Jewish culture. You can read it. It's all over. And that is how God relates with the church. And that is exactly how Jesus related with the church. We have been purchased. That is why Jesus calls us his bride. We have been purchased. The church has been purchased. We belong to the devil. When you read the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 28. He said, look at Acts chapter 20 and verse number 28. He said, and take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over there which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed them the church which he had purchased so the bride price which is the moha has been done we have been purchased so yet though we are in the world we are not of the world because we have been bought so why are we here because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place in my father's house. And when I am ready, when it is done, I will come and take you. But the time and the hour, nobody knows. Because my father will now tell me that, son, you are now ready to go and bring your bride home. And did Jesus give us the matan, M-A-T-T-N, that precious gift? Yes. What is it? The Holy Spirit. He gave her. And ladies and gentlemen, the bride is supposed to carry the matan along into the marriage. That is why when the rapture happens, we live with the Holy Spirit. That is why we live with the Holy Spirit. And listen, when they agree upon the betrothal or the engagement, they sign a legal document. It is called the ketubah. K-E-T-U-B-A-H. Now, the ketubah is a legal document that shows that this marriage has been sealed. And we have the ketubah called salvation. Salvation is our ketubah that shows that our names are imprinted in the book of life. Isn't it powerful? 
So, Jesus, when he was saying that I go to prepare a place for you in John chapter 14 verse 1, he was actually telling us that, listen, I am now ready as the groom of the church. However, in order for us to have the party, the marriage feast, that is why when we, when the rapture happens, listen, when the rapture happens, there's going to be a feast in heaven. The ready church is going to have a marital feast with the lamb and with the angels of the Lord. And listen, listen, it's going to last for seven years. Okay, the rapture is going to last for seven years. And remember, the bridal party lasted for nothing less than seven days. That is why in the book of John chapter 2, Bible says, on the third day in the marriage, Jesus and his disciples were invited to the feast. But the wine was finished. Because it was supposed to be a minimum of seven days. A minimum of seven days. And so, the seven days in our time, of course, you know, God works with numbers and Bible says that a day in the eyes of the Lord is like a thousand years. So a day can be like a year. It was supposed to last for. The only time that we did not know or the, the bride would not know about the whole marriage thing, ladies and gentlemen, is the arrival of the groom to pick her up. But after that, how long they are going to have the feast, they know it. After that, whatever is going to happen, it is known. That is why we know after the rapture, everything that is going to happen, it is timeless. We know the time. It is not hidden. The only thing that we don't know is the time of the rapture. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody understanding it? It is so powerful that when we understand this, when we understand this, we will be able to identify. We will be able to know what the rapture is and how to prepare for it. Praise the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Now, I told you that, I told you that there are people who think um, the rapture must have the, the tribulation. Now, read, let's read these two scriptures. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. He said, for God has not appointed us to wrath. Now, when you look at the the, the, the Greek translation of the word wrath is tribulation, great tribulation. Yeah. You know, there is a difference between the great tribulation and the persecution of the church. When you are godly, you will go through persecution, but not through the great tribulation. You know, the great tribulation, I told us on, I think on Sunday or so, I, I mean, last two weeks Sunday, that listen, the essence of the rapture is that God must bring judgment upon the earth. Now, as long as believers remain on the earth, God cannot bring judgment upon the earth. As long as, as, long as Lot and his family were in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, God could not rain the brimstone and fire. As long as, as, long as um, um, Noah was upon the earth, and he was not in the ark. The rain could not come. And Bible said that as it was in the days of Noah. And as it was in the days of Lot. So shall be the coming of the son of man. So as long as the church is here. The great tribulation can come. And the purpose of the great tribulation. Is to bring judgment upon the earth. And listen. Listen. I want you to write the scripture down. Revelation chapter 6 verse 1. 
to Revelation chapter 19, verse 21. It talks about the judgment that will come upon the earth in the great tribulation. And Bible said that in those days, when you read Revelation, it's in from Revelation chapter 6, verse 1, all the way to Revelation chapter 19, verse 21. Now, when you read Revelation chapter 9, verse 6, Bible said that in those days, glory, the pain, the anguish, he said, in those days, men shall even seek for death, but death will elude them. I'm telling you. It will be so, it, Bible said that it has never happened before. And it will, it, I will tell you why it is so, very soon. You see? So, we have to be ready. And please remember, I also told you that the rapture is not just for the church. It is for ready, the ready or the prepared church. As for the church, Bible said that believing in Jesus, we have moved from judgment. And I, I believe I'll talk about the, the two judgments, the white throne judgment and then the Bema judgment. I'll talk about it in the course of probably next week or something like that. But believers have moved from the white throne judgment to the Bema judgment, which is the judgment of works, where the Lord will reward us. You understand? But the rapture is for ready believers, people that are ready. That is what Bible spoke about when he gave us the parable of the ten virgins. So there will be people that are virgins, they are believers, but they will be left behind. Doesn't mean that they will lose their salvation. It means that they will go through fire. Bible said that and they will maintain their salvation through fire. Yeah. So it is better we get ready and then we, I mean, we we be ready, not get ready. We be ready, because if you are left behind, and I pray that no holy hill will be left behind. And they, I put some status on my on my on my on my Facebook, <clears throat> and I said, the day you see that this page is not being updated, it means we are gone, and I am gone. <laughs> I, I said, when the rapture happens, I, I, it was bold. I said, please be warned. When the rapture happens, this page will never be updated again. <laughs> because we will be gone. And I will see you there in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm not hearing your believing. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it, the, 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 purpose of, the purpose of the rapture is so that, the purpose of the rapture is two. Number one, is so that God can judge the earth. That has swallowed sin. And that is so contaminated. The earth must be judged. And number two. So that we will have the marriage feast with the lamb. And the marriage feast with the lamb precedes the judgment of the world. Praise the name of Jesus. Please are you with me? Now let us continue from there. Like I told you I'm not going to rush it. Because we need to understand. So. Now, we don't know. The, so, I'm going to ask questions and answer. Now, the first question I'm going to ask is, when will the rapture be? Seeing that it is going to be so powerful, when will it be? Let me give the definition or let me give the, the, the meaning of the rapture before I come to this question. So, let me ask, the first question is, what is the rapture? Write these two things down. Number one, are you with me? Number one, the rapture is the catching away of the ready church. 
in order to make way for judgment upon the earth. In order to make way. Matthew 24. When you read from verse number 9 all the way to 22. Matthew 24. He said, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you. Because of time, just write the scriptures. When you go, I want you to take time and read them because I got a lot of scriptures. So Matthew chapter 24, verse 9 to 22. And then, of course, I gave you Revelation chapter 6 all the way to Revelation chapter 19. Read all those chapters. It talks about the retribution, the judgment that must come upon the earth. When the church is taken up, and when the church is taken up, remember that the gift that the groom gave to the church will also be taken up because the matan must accompany the bride into her marital home. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me? So now the second question is, when will it be? The answer is no one knows, but the signs we know. The first one, I said, what is the rapture? It is the catching away of the ready church in order to make way for judgment upon the earth. Oh, there's a second definition that I have. I think I, I have not given it to you. What is a rapture? It is the catching away of the bride of Christ, the church, for the marriage feast of the Lamb. When you read Revelation chapter 19, verse 6 to 9, can we quickly read it? Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it was, the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Look at verse number 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Hallelujah. So I will be seated at one corner. I will see Maxwell at another corner. I will see Nevia at another corner. I will see Raymond at another corner. I will see Desiree at another corner. It will be a beautiful time. I will see Charles at another corner. I said we will feast in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is why when we mention the rapture, you should be excited and not be scared. People are scared because they don't know what it is. Hallelujah. If you are in, you are in tough times, very difficult times, and somebody comes to take you away from the trouble, will you be afraid or will you be happy? Uh-huh. That is the purpose of the rapture. So we got to be excited. We got to shout, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. But we got to be ready. If you are not ready, when we mention it, then you are afraid. Hallelujah. Because all the signs are here with us. Please, are you with me? I'm not rushing it because I need us to understand. So, look at verse number 8. Verse number 8 quickly. He said, and to her. Oh my goodness, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at that. He said, and to her was granted. He's talking about you and I. To be arrayed in fine linen. Think of it. We'll be arrayed in fine linen. Not in this body that is susceptible to sicknesses. Not to this body that is susceptible to temptations. Not to this body that everything can dominate it. We will be adorned and arrayed in fine linen. 
clean and white. I'm excited about that day. I'm excited about look at the way a woman is excited when her wedding time is approaching and she begins to buy all the things that she will need. She begins to pay everything. But in our case, we don't pay anything. The price has been paid. The elements of our adornment are ready. It will be a glorious day. And this is why he says that when you hear these things, have the hope and don't sorrow have the hope and don't sorrow Falling in, which is the righteousness of the saints which is the payment that has been done now look at verse look at verse number 9 uh-uh. and he said unto me right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the lamb blessed are they he was talking about you and I that we have been called unto this powerful banquet with a glorified body and brothers and sisters let, let me tell you we are not going to eat spiritual food sometimes when we talk about some of these things people think it's maybe spiritual something no 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 it is reality it, it is when Jesus was eating the last supper with them he said I will not taste of this cup again until the day that I meet you in heaven in my father's house I'm excited. You can't miss this for anything. You can't miss this for anything. Praise the name of Jesus. Blessed are those. He said, right. Blessed are those which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. They are the tr- Somebody said they are the true sayings. Of God, I'm excited. I'm excited. I look forward for the rapture, I look forward for the sounding of the trumpet. Because when Bible says that those that are dead in Christ they will rise up first, they'll be caught up in the heaven, and then we will remove this corruptible. First Corinthians chapter 15. When you start reading from verse number 50, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord just gave me. 1 Corinthians 15. Now I say, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. He was talking about this body. This body is corrupt. It is contaminated. It it, it has been abused and tattered by the devil. There is so much imperfection in this body. There is so much corruption in this body. But he said that this body shall not inherit it. Now look at verse number 51. Verse 51 says that, Behold, I show you it is a mystery. The world cannot understand it. They they, they cannot hear it. When we tell them, it will be like foolishness to their ears. Because it is a mystery. It it, it is a mystery that they cannot understand. He said, "I, I tell you a mystery. We may not all die, but we shall all be changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't matter how somebody died in Christ. Maybe today the person is blind. But when we are caught up, he will not be blind. Maybe today the person may not have a nose. But when we are caught up, we will have a glorified body. Everything will be perfected. 
That is why, Mama Darlene, the Lord said, it is better that you make it to heaven without one hand. Because this is a corruption, a corrupted body. It only enables us to stay on this earth. But when the Lord comes, we'll be given a glorified body. That glorified body dominates everything. That glorified body stays above of everything. It is not this corrupted body. I tell you a mystery. We may all not be asleep. We may all not die. But we shall all be changed. Somebody say, I shall be changed. I'm excited. I'm excited. Verse 52. Look at the next verse. Verse 52. He said, it will be in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. Like the way you bat your eye. Just like that. In a twinkling. At the last trumpet. For the trumpet shall sound. And listen baby. When the trumpet sounds. Everybody will hear it simultaneously. I said, everybody will hear it simultaneously. <laughs> it is like putting a world map in front of you on the floor. When you put an atlas, a world map before you on the floor, you can be able to trace from Africa to Antarctica. You can be able to trace from Canada all the way to Australia with your hand, with a cross line. That is how it is before God. When the trumpet sounds, everybody shall hear it. And then he said that, he said that for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. It means that whatever state they died in, when they are waking up, they will be perfected. Listen. Johnny, I'll tell you a mystery. When God created us, God didn't give us this body. God gave us the corrupted body. Uh, uh, he gave us the incorrupted body. He gave us, you know, the glorified body. And then when sin came in, it contaminated this one. When it contaminated it, it made it a flesh. So God gave us a body. But when sin came in, it became the flesh. You, you see, that is why he said that flesh and blood, flesh and blood cannot inherit it. God has to give us the incorrupted body. And he says that, at the sound of the trumpet and they shall be changed and we also shall be changed look at the next verse verse 53 he said for this corruptible must put on incorruption stop pursuing this body because it is a corrupted element it is only helping you temporarily he said and this mortal shall put on the glorified body is immortal body it doesn't die it lives forever was the body that God gave us at creation so that we could live forever so that we will not die but when sin came in we were corrupted and we had to die but ladies and gentlemen where we are going there is no death I said where we are going there is no pain where we are going there is no tears where we are going there is no disappointment because we will put on an incorruptible body mortality do you know do you know that every day this body is decaying that is why when you woke up you brush your teeth even you yourself what you were getting you didn't like it it shows how this body is decaying it shows how corruptible this body is 
it shows how corruptible this body is but he says that we will put on the immortality you see the glorified body it can pass through walls nothing stops it they were in a room Jesus appeared there because he was in the glorified body forget about the sickness in this body don't give so much attention to it so much so that it will let you miss your salvation because it is just a corrupted element but God will give us an incorruption look at verse number 54 the verse number 54 he says that so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal should have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory say Lord Jesus I anticipate your return say I expect your coming what shall happen now write this question down and let's answer it quickly what shall happen at the rapture you got to understand this number one there will be a loud trumpet sound that will that the whole world will hear at once it is not going to be a section of the world that is going to hear it so that you now call somebody and say has the rapture happened everybody will see and hear it it will be a simultaneous sound it will be a loud sound the loudest that you have ever heard yet the sweetest to the believer he didn't get that one it will be the loudest sound ever produced on earth but it will be the sweetest in the ear of the believer and it will be a terror in the ears of the unbelievers and the unprepared believers and I will come for my body and they will be with me and be with me forever and where I am they will be and I will glorify them also come Lord Jesus come there will be the sound of a trumpet as when the groom is approaching the bride's house for his bride there will be the sound of the trumpet and it will be heard simultaneously the second thing that is going to happen brothers and sisters is that the dead in Christ and I love this one shall first rise up into their glorified body and ascend into the sky to meet Jesus the dead in Christ now listen the dead in Christ will rise up first and they will go to be with the Lord so the question is where are the dead now and I'm going to answer that question please listen very well anybody that has died and will die before the coming of the Lord the sounding of the trumpet goes to one of two places it is a transit point write that it is a transit point when you are traveling and then you make a layover a stopover and you make a layover at the stopover that is not your destination do you understand it <laughs> I'm excited about this yeah brothers and sisters anybody that has died anybody that will die goes to one of two places 
it is either the person is going to hell write it if the person doesn't know Jesus and is not saved goes to hell and or the person goes to paradise paradise is not heaven hell is not the final point paradise is not the final point a believer that dies goes to a place called paradise it is called the bosom of Abraham and it is a place of preparation for the wedding feast it is a transit point now listen hell is not the lake of fire hell is the dwelling place of Satan now that is why when somebody dies and doesn't believe in Jesus and he goes to hell he is tormented in the lake of fire Satan can't torment anybody both of them are all being tormented did you get it? (laughs) I'll say it again listen hell and paradise are transit points every child of God goes to Abraham's bosom a place called paradise when you read the book of Luke chapter 16 and I believe from verse number 19 there about or so it, it talks about there was a certain man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. And, and, and when you keep on reading, I think verse number 26, let's see in verse number 26, I believe. And beside all this, between us and you. Now, okay, give me verse number 20. Let's continue from verse number 20. You see, he said, and there was a certain beggar which also was full of sauce. Verse 21 says that the rich man died desiring to be fed. Verse 22, he said, the rich man, it came to pass, the rich man died and he was buried. And the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Into Abraham's bosom. Now, give me another translation. This, it, the other translation, modern English, some of them uses the word paradise. Paradise. Abraham's bosom. It is a transit point for every believer. It is a place where we rest from our labors. It is a resting place. Hell is a tormenting place for unbelievers that are waiting the final judgment. Hell is the dwelling place of Satan currently. Yep, it is. That is where Satan operates from. He operates from hell. So when somebody dies without knowing Jesus, demons come to carry him to hell and he is punished or she is tormented. We call it tormenting. They torment the person. And you know why they do that? They do that because they know that when they enter into the lake of fire, which is the final death, Satan can't torment anybody. Master and servant are all in pain and agony. The deceived and the deceiver. And Bible says that you read the book of Revelation and Revelation Revelation chapter 2 and then verse number no revelation you, revelation chapter 20 and verse number 14 he, he tells us the end of hell he said and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire and this is the second death this is the final resting place of satan this is his eternal judgment and his eternal sentence and anybody who unfortunately do not receive jesus they go here Whilst believers are making it to heaven, they'll be making it here. Praise the name of Jesus. So, it is important we understand, brothers and sisters, that 
the dead currently are in either a place called Abraham's bosom or in a place called hell. And these two are not the final destinations. They are just transit point into the final destinations. Now, what we were talking about, we were talking about what will happen at the rapture, right? So the dead in Christ will rise first. The third thing that will happen is that we who are alive or those that will be alive depending on the time that Jesus will come will then be changed into a glorified body. So, when the rapture, the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ, our great-great-grandfathers and those that died in Christ, whose spirits, whose souls are in paradise, they will receive the glorified body. So, you, whether they were burnt and thrown into the sea or whatever, it, that, it is this container that was burnt. It is not the glorified body. The glorified body will come and then they will rise up again and they'll be caught up in the sky. This is not fairy tales. This is reality. Because we saw Jesus with his glorified body ascending to heaven. And Bible said that this same Jesus, as you see going up like that, will descend like that and will be caught up with him. So, the believers will be caught up that are dead, will be caught up in the glorified body and be with the Father. And then, we or those that will be alive by then will also be changed. You watched the left behind, right? It will, we will be changed. You will see that if it happens now, you see that this garment will be lying here. My belt will be here. My boxes will be here. My socks will be here. Everything on me. This watch, this microphone will be here. But this body will be twisted. It, it will dissolve. Do you get it? It will dissolve. This body will not fall down. But it will dissolve. And then another body called the glorified body. Because with this body, you cannot climb up. This body, hey, it is like lead in water. It sinks. But then when we receive the glorified body, you, with a glorified body, Charles, you think it, it becomes. You think it, it becomes. We don't ask questions. As you are thinking it, the answer is produced. It is the highest intelligible body that God ever gave man. Think of how, think of how Adam was able to name all the animals single-handedly and didn't forget it by the glorified body. By the glorified body. By the glorified body. I see you going there in Jesus' name. And I am meeting you there in Jesus' name. So, we will be caught up. We will be caught up. Number four. What will happen at the rapture? Number four. The Matan or the Holy Ghost will be caught up out of the earth. This is very, 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 very important. When the rapture happens, the Holy Spirit will be caught up. The Holy Spirit is on earth because of the believers. He is our comforter. He is our teacher. He is our helper. He is the one that helps you to overcome sin. He is the power custodian of God upon the earth. He is the one who when you shout at demons, he enforces it. But when the church is raptured, he is taken away. So help on earth is taken away. 
Now, write these four things down. When the Holy Spirit is taken away, when the Holy Spirit is taken away, note that when the Holy Spirit is taken away, these things are going to be happening. Number one, there will be no more help. Help boosters for those that will be left behind. Right now, we are enjoying the help of the Holy Spirit. But when the rapture happens and the Holy Ghost is caught up, because he is the matan, he is the gift that the, the groom has given to the bride, that the bride will accompany herself with to the bridal party. Do you get it? You remember the story I gave you? Now, so, when he is caught up, Bible says that he is our helper. When you read the book of John 16, 13, he is our helper. When this helper is taken, even now that we have the helper, look at the struggles. Do you know why sometimes you're able to go through the pain? You don't go through the pain because you are a very strong woman. Sometimes people say that, you know what? I'm a very strong-willed man. I'm a very strong-willed woman. You are not. It is because the helper helped you. It is because the helper helped me. Do you know how many times we have died, yet we are still alive? Because the helper was with us. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. You continue reading. Keep on reading. He said, he shall glorify me. He shall receive of mine. Give me John chapter 14 and verse 16. Verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask of the Father, it shall be done for you that the Son may be glorified. Verse 14. Now, I think it is in John chapter 16. Did you read, did we start reading from verse number 13? He talks about he being our helper. He talks about, give it to me in chapter 16 and verse 13 again. And let me see. He said, okay, how be it when the Spirit comes? He will guide you into all truth. Okay, when you keep reading, there is a verse there. Because my time, I can't go there. But he said, he will, he will send you the helper. So he's our helper. When he comes, he helps us. Somebody say he helps us. He helps our infirmity. Now, when the rapture happens and the Holy Spirit is taken, help will also be taken. Number two, when the Holy Spirit is taken, conviction, conviction, conviction will, will also be taken. Now, it is conviction that makes us do what is right. Yeah. It is conviction. And I told you that what conviction does is that, like, assuming this is the main road, okay? No, recent cars, we have um, lane assistance inside. So when you are fearing of them to make him pe -pe -pe, or sometimes it will be beeping. Now, the Holy Spirit, the conviction power of the Holy Spirit is like the road assistance on, on the highway to heaven. The Holy Spirit, so you do something, the Holy Spirit convicts your heart. And you go like, ah, why did I do that? A message comes, an unbeliever is sitting there the message enters into his heart and then he begins to go like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I didn't know that I've messed up. I didn't. It is called the conviction power of the Holy Ghost. And he is responsible. Can you give it to me? Please, let's read John very quickly. John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8. 
He is our conviction. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient that I go. If I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him. So you see, he gave us this gift. He sent him unto us. Look at verse number 8. Verse 8 says that when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and righteousness. Reprove means convict. He will convict the world of sin. So he's our conviction. So when the rapture happens, there will not be any more conviction. Yeah. At that time, the sin will be worse. You see? Now listen. What makes me love you partly is because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit inside me. When he is taken away, Bible says that mother will betray daughter. Daughter will betray mother. Husband will betray wife. Wife will betray husband. Child will betray parent. Parent will betray children. Because there is no conviction. And because there is no conviction, it leads me to the next point. There will be no love. And that is why there will be so much cruelty. Because whatever the enemy will be doing, he will be doing it through human beings. That is when they will arrest people. They will say, deny Jesus. He said, I can't deny Jesus. And literally, they will chop off their tongue. They can remove their eye. They will gouge their eye. You see, people will not die normal death. Because they will want you to receive the mark of the beast. And here you are. You also know that when I receive the mark of the beast, I am lost forever. So, they, those that will be left behind who say that we will not receive it. And so, they will have to go through fire. So, they may die, but a very painful death. Death that many will not be able to endure. And they will give up. Yeah. The times when they used to give human beings to animals to eat them it will come back, but it will be in, in multiples. It will be worse than you have ever read. The times when brothers and sisters, they used to mutilate, they used to kill people by mutilation. They begin to cut them pieces whilst they are alive until it will come back and it will be worse. Because love will be taken away. The dispenser of love, Holy Spirit, will be taken away. There will be untold wickedness. Listen. Why would that be untold wickedness? Because there are some demons that are restricted now. They are not on the earth now. How be it? When the rapture happens, they will be released. They have never been. They are terrific. When they jump on somebody. Now, please, when you go, I want you to read Revelation chapter 6 to Revelation chapter 19. In fact, Revelation is going to be next month, our book. That we are going to read. Listen read it, you will see that judgment that must come. Bible says that they, they, they have tails, they are like humans they have head like tiger, they have hands like humans, they have wings like eagles, they have tails like scorpions they have feet, and these are not spiritual, they, will be, they are the demons that Bible is talking about and they will be on the earth and they will kill in pain when these demons jump on people, they will do unthinkable things. Listen, the reason why you think you are good is because of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you'll be surprised what you can do. I will be surprised what I can do. But when the rapture happens and the Holy Spirit is taken and these demons are released, 
Because at that time, the Lord is going to judge the earth. So every demon must come and enjoy the judgment. So here they are, they are being punished. They will also make sure that anybody that is on earth, ay, 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 ay. because now they have been given the authority, the full authority. Because when you read the book of, I believe, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Let me see Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. He calls the Holy Spirit the Father of all spirit. When the Father of all spirit, who is putting jurisdiction and who is putting boundaries is taken up. It's like a tsunami. It destroys everything. So there will not be love because the dispenser of love has been taken away and then breaks against wickedness will not be there. Break. B-R-E-A-K-S. Breaks against wickedness because the Holy Spirit is the breaks against wickedness. When the enemy wants to destroy, the Holy Ghost said, no. And he has to obey because he's the father of all spirit. But when he's taken out, this is what will make the after rapture very dangerous because the Holy Spirit is everything of God on the earth. When the Lord is judging the earth, the church has gone with the gift that the groom has given us. At that point, listen, let me surprise you and tell you, when the, when the rapture happens, the free open window of grace is shut. Write it. I don't want you to miss it. When the rapture happens, the free open window of grace is shut. So now, we are operating with grace. You see, we are operating with grace. On Sunday, I'll, I'll be wrapping up very soon. But on Sunday, I'll tell you, you know, Bible talks about 144,000 in Revelations. I'll explain it to you on Sunday. You, you will love Sunday's message. Because I'm going to continue from here. You see, yeah, I'll tell you. They are the remnant that God is going to use to bring Israel back to him. It is not, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to take the wind out of the sail. Praise the name of Jesus. So, when the Holy Ghost is taken, the breaks against wickedness is also removed. So, there is untold wickedness. Now, I go to number three. Remember, number two is that the Holy Spirit will be taken away. And it is under the Holy Spirit will be taken away that I've given all these points. Did you get it? Did you get it? Now, number three. The third thing that will happen in the rapture is that, please write it. The third thing that will happen in the rapture is that there will not be easy death. There will not be easy death. Revelation chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. But in fact, you can read the whole of Revelation chapter 9. He said that, and in those days, men shall seek death and they shall not find it. They shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. Because if you can die just an ordinary death, then you, you have escaped. <laughs> but people, somebody will jump from a 17th floor. You will land as though there are springs. Yeah, grind. Then you are looking there. Hallelujah. There will not be easy death. You see, we need to know the truth so that we will know what manner of people we are supposed to live and be. Hallelujah. Number four, there will be great anguish 
Anguish is A-N-G-U-I-S-H. Great anguish. Revelation chapter 16, verse 18 to 21. Great anguish means pain that has never existed. It has never existed. And I'm talking about pain in the body. Pain inside the body. What pain have you experienced in your body before? The pain after the rapture. It has never existed before. Everything that was, that is why we call it, we don't call it tribulation. We call it the great tribulation. If Bible says something is great, don't go and ask your grandmother because it is great. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as, look at that, look at the scripture, such as was not since men were upon, my goodness. You, you have read about earthquakes, what will happen after the rapture. Bible says that it has never ever. He said, such as men were upon, so mighty an earthquake and so great. Look at verse 19. Verse 19 says that verse 19 says, and the great city was divided into three parts. The cities of the nations fell. The great Babylon came and remember read all the way to the damn part. You will see, ladies and gentlemen, great anguish number five. Number five. There will be the revealing of the person of the antichrist that is number five right it now people can tell you that the antichrist is this the anti it's not the antichrist right now we have the spirit of the antichrist operating but the person it is scriptural but the person of the antichrist cannot be revealed except in the great tribulation when he comes after the first three and a half years in the first three and a half years, he will be a propagator of peace. A one peace nation. A one peace system. A one world system. A one this, a one that, a one that. And then, after the first three and a half years, the, the great tribulation will last only three and a half years. But he, the person, the person of the Antichrist will be revealed. And when he is revealed, that is when his actual nature will also be seen. That is in 1 John chapter 4. When you read verse number 2 to 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. And then number 5. Number 5. Number 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number 5. Right? Number 5. Sorry, sorry, number 6. Sorry. Number 6. There will be the revealing of the counterparts the counterparts of the antichrist and that is the dragon and then the false prophet and I'll be talking about that also on Sunday hopefully and then finally number 7 what will happen when the rapture takes place what will happen when the rapture happens number 7 and that is my last point for today and I'll be starting probably from there. There will be the restoration of salvation to Israel by the remnant. Please write it. There will be the restoration of salvation to Israel. You know, Israel has denied Jesus. But the Lord has left his soul. The reason why the Lord has left his soul is so that you and I can be engrafted in. Yet. If Israel did not reject Jesus, you and I would never have gotten the opportunity and the privilege of knowing Jesus. 
Yeah. But the Lord write Romans chapter 11. When you go home also, I want you to read it. I've given you many assignments. Didi, Romans chapter 11, read it. When you read Romans chapter 11, it talks about the fact that the Lord allowed them to reject the Messiah so that you and I who were wild trees will be engrafted in. But when the rapture happens, the Lord is going to give the, the, the Lord is going to give the chance to Israel and they will come to know Jesus but through a lot of tribulations. You hear of wars against Israel. Wait until after the rapture. There will be configurations against them. There will be, they, 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 it will be dangerous. And it is in the midst and that is what Bible calls the trouble of Jacob. It is in the midst of the trouble of Jacob that they will now begin to look for the Messiah. But the Lord is going to use what we call the remnant. Now, all through history, anytime the Lord wanted to save Israel, he used what is called the remnant. All through history, all through the Bible. Now, in the book of Revelation, let me give you the scripture. In Revelation chapter 7 and verse number 4. In Revelation chapter 7 verse 4, he said, And I heard the number of them which were sealed. This is what some, some people, the, um, the, uh, uh, the Jehovah Witnesses, they go about and then they preach false doctrine. And then they say that, you know, it is only 144,000 that will make it. No, it is a lie. This will be the remnant that the Lord will use to turn Israel to him. And they are from Israel. And they are, it's like 144 divided by 12. Is what? Is what? Is 12. So there will be 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes that will turn the heart of their tribe members to God through Jesus Christ. So the 144 that you read in Revelation here, which were sealed, and they were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel are only the remnant that God is going to use to attract the rest of Israel back to him in the great tribulation. They are not the people that are going to make it through the great tribulation. They are the remnant that God is going to use to bring Israel back to himself. Somebody say, Lord Jesus, come and come again. I want you to close your eyes. Listen, if you have any question, you won't ask, you won't ask it now, but send it to me. I will address it on Sunday. Praise the name of Jesus. But has somebody been blessed? I look for this glorious event. I tell you, I look for this glorious event. Mr. Charles and Pastor Solomon, I look for it. I want you to close your eyes. Listen, it doesn't matter what you are going through today. No, 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 no. You are going through because of this corrupted body. When the trumpet sound, <laughs> we will leave it behind. It will be dissolved. It will be dissolved. That is why don't let anything about this body. Jesus said, it will be better for you to make it to heaven than if your heart, if, he said if your hand, he said even if it is your eye, take it out. He said take it out. In other words, don't let this body, yay! Don't let this body make you not ready. Make you not ready for the rapture. Because after the rapture, it will be terrific. But trust me, 
Some believers will be left behind. And that is the pain. Because there were ten virgins. Five were left behind. Five were ready. All through the teachings of Jesus, he spoke about readiness, preparation and being ready more than anything. More than anything. It doesn't mean that you lose your salvation. You won't lose it. But Paul by revelation said that you will, you, 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 you will keep it through fire. Through fire. I want you to pray. Lord help me. Lord help me. Can you pray that prayer? Lord help me. Say Lord help me. But it's a glorious experience and it's a glorious anticipation. <laughs> when the trumpet sound by the way every child will go every child, every child some say up to the age of 10 some say up to 12 some say up to 6 I don't know but one thing I know is that children whose conscience are not mature they are going every child will go hey! that is why Jesus said unto them that receive the kingdom as these little ones belong the kingdom of God I want you to pray say Lord help my heart to be ready in the course of the teaching I will teach about what will make some people not ready what will make some people not ready and one of them is a heavy heart the heart of unforgiveness Unforgiveness is the sin that Bible says that even God cannot forgive you if you don't forgive. I want you to pray. Unforgiveness. I will talk about that later on. But Lord, I want to be ready. He said, watch and pray that you will be ready for the hour and the time. No man knoweth except the father. And when the father tells the son, it's going to be a glorious visitation. I will see Dahlia change into a glorious body. I will see Ezel change into a glorious body. I will see you change into a glorious body. And that glorious body cannot be limited by gravity. We will ascend beyond gravity. I will see Desiree change into your glorious body. Antonio will be changed into his glorious body. All of us will be changed into our glorious body. Bible says, what manner of people ought we to be? I want you to say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that I will always be ready. One of the things that will take people by surprise and will make people not ready is the pressures of life. Is the pressures of life, materialism. The pressure, the pressures of life. The elements of the world. It will make people, many people not be ready. But listen, the thing about it is that it will be very individualistic. Bible said that two will be lying on the bed. He was talking about a married couple. He said one will be taken, another will be left. He said two will be in the field. One will be taken, another will be left. It will not be a group rapture. It will be individual rapture. Not a group rapture. Well, me and my wife, I'll be holding my wife's leg. You'll be holding your wife's leg? 
I will tie my apron to Papa. You tie your apron to Papa, you will carry my apron to your home. Because I will leave the apron for you. <laughs> Say, Lord Jesus, I'm expecting you in a glorious way. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to be ready. Help us to be ready. That we be not left behind. For all the signs are done. We are just waiting for the sound of the trumpet. And the angels that will accompany you. Because when the groom is going for the bride, family members accompany him. The angels that will accompany you. And we will be caught up with you. We ask, give us the grace. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Somebody say amen. In case you are here, let's close our eyes. In case you are here, you are not born again. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Or you are online. For the sake of all those online, in case you are here, you are not born again. Listen, being ready starts with a relationship. With, you can't be brought into the marriage feast if you are not part of the bride or you are not part of the family they don't bring enemies in it is the bridal party and the bridal party is made up of the family you, you got to join this family that is why when we talk about being a believer it is not a religion it is being ready and being described as part of the bridal party Nobody invites somebody they don't know to be part of their bridal team. No. Their friends, their loved ones, their family. Maybe you are here, you are not born again. You are online, you are not born again. You want to lift up your hand and I'll pray this prayer with you. So that your name will be registered. I told you of that legal document called the Ketubah. The Ketubah was signed and it said that they belong to me. I've already paid the moha, the bride price. And I have given them the matan, the Holy Spirit. They are mine. In case you want to receive Jesus, say this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, with my heart, I believe I am a sinner. You came to die to pay for my sins. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus is Lord and the groom of the bride which is the church my name is in the book of life i am saved and i am ready for the coming of the groom amen come on somebody shout hallelujah this is so exhilarating and so exciting god bless you for coming tonight on sunday we'll continue it's going to be beautiful and probably next week, Wednesday, I may talk about what will let some be left behind. We want to receive an offering for the Lord. Amen. And the way you have said all these things, I'm even afraid. My money is afraid. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm excited. Minister Elizabeth, I'm excited. Amen. I can't wait for the trumpet to sound. We will all go. Amen. All right, I want you to lift up an offering unto the Lord. Lift up a powerful seed unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness.
You can use any of the portals on the line. Tightly by 833. I always repeat them because of those that are online. Those using tightly and because of the podcast. Those using tightly, you can just text the word give on your mobile phone. If you are in America or you are using American code to 833-859-4117. Or if you want to do by PayPal all over the world, look us out on holyhilltn at gmail.com. You can mail a check to Holy Hill Chapel and then you can use Zelle or Cash App. 720-645-6629. And remember, as we give, we push the kingdom of God so that we can be able to preach these messages. Amen. So lift up it. Father, bless our seed. Now, if you got your card, your visa, or your um, MasterCard, you can go to Minister Jada over there waving, and then she will help you out. Father, we thank you. We decree and declare your blessings over our seed in Jesus' name. Please drop it with joy and bountifully for the advancement of the kingdom work. And then quickly, we want to take our communion online, in-house. You receive the bread. We bless it. And then we will break it. It will not be bread again. It will be the body of Christ. We receive the cup. It will be the blood of Jesus. We bless the bread in Jesus' mighty name. Please break it. We receive it as the body for our healing and for our perfection. Let's eat it together. Let's drink the blood of Jesus. God bless you for coming. I'll see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m. In case 3 a.m. doesn't meet us and the trumpet sound. I will see you at the banquet table. Praise the name of Jesus. I remember those days when I used to work as a professional. My schedule was A2. Please collect them quickly and let's be out of here. My schedule was A2. I'll go to the field, to any country they'll send me for eight weeks. And then I'll come back home for two weeks to be with my wife. Now remember, when she's going to see me off, as we are all shedding tears at the airport, the last words I always tell her is, honey, in case the trumpet sound and I don't come to meet you, let me meet you in heaven. But if the trumpet does not sound, I'll meet you. I always used to say that. I think I have to start saying it to the church. Before we meet on the prayer line, if the trumpet sound, I'll see you at the banquet table. Shall we be on our feet? Do I have any first time at tonight? Tonight is your first time here? All right, God bless you. Let's keep inviting people and let's keep welcoming people. The Lord bless and keep us. Say amen. The Lord empower and strengthen us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and give us his peace. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Can we take our prophetic declaration? I'm so excited. With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.